and okay. getting the clients when they're hungry. Cause yes, you can come with a brilliant idea, but if no one wants it, it's true. It's true. Not, yeah. It, you're, if you're not making sales, you have an expensive hobby. Not mm-hmm. And I've had lots of expensive hobbies. You and me both. <laughs> I'm witchy and I'm woo. Welcome to the Witchy and Woo podcast with your hosts, Aunt Carla and Empress Shoshana. Join us each episode as we conjure up conversations about magic, lore, energy, and more. Hello, Empress Shoshana. Hey there, Aunt Carla. You know what? I am so excited about today's topic. We're going to be talking. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about spiritual business Ooh, okay yes business <laughs> business business yes Let's so yeah okay fantastic so both of us actually have spiritual businesses and we've been doing different things since we have met even i mean yes. before we met you had you were uh you had tarot yes doing tarot readings i was in tarot readings and now you've evolved to what are you doing now so now i i at one point I had rebuked tarot readings. I was like, I'm tired of tarot telling you about my business, but now I welcome tarot back. Um, so I do tarot again. I've added Reiki and mm-hmm. crystal healing. I love that. I love how all of those modalities came back. And I especially love how you rebuked uh, tarot, but tarot. you brought it back, you know, so the kinder, gentler, well, I don't know if it's ever necessarily going to be kinder and gentler, but you at least have, you have made peace with tarot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as for myself, when I first started, I had, you know, the Marie Lizzo brand and I had t-shirts, mm-hmm. like it started as a t-shirt brand. Mm-hmm. I had the 100% that witch t-shirt. And then I had a uh, uh, hex racism t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then during the lockdown, I decided to do more teaching because teaching is something I was always doing or doing before I came to like the witchy side of things. So I thought, you know what, I I have these resources. I I know how to teach stuff. How about let's talk about different spiritual topics during the lockdown because nowhere, none of us have anywhere else to go. So I did that for, you know, I did that for every week for 10 months. It sounds crazy now when I think about it. And I just want to put in there, this month is the two month anniversary, we'll say, when you started doing that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because March 13th was sort of the day, like that was my last day in an office. Mm. And it so happened that March 15th was my first Own Your Power Masterclass. So that was two years ago. Wow, it's so amazing. So much has happened. And so I've taught many or most of the classes more than once. And I'm now at the point where I've started teaching them again, but now I'm moving away from doing those. Well, actually I've already left you know, the idea of doing those things every week. Mm-hmm. And now I'm teaching other classes and I just released online, Witchpreneur, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about that today and different things that, you know, we covered. Uh, but, you know, we do, we do, you and I have done coaching on some mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. We have done, um just that one-on-one and it's such an interesting i I don't i don't say industry niche to be in because as spiritual people we're dealing with sort of different mindsets when it comes to what business is supposed to look like and 
as spiritual people, what does business look like? Or mm -hmm. what does prosperity look like? Or should mm -hmm. I even be prosper prosperous? Mm -hmm. How dare I make money doing mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And then you have people that have that idea that spiritual people can't make money or shouldn't make shouldn't money. Make money. Mm -hmm. So there's like all of these different vibes going on. So I'm so excited that we're going to talk about that today. And dear listener, if you have a spiritual business and you are thinking about going forward with it, Empress Shoshana and I want to give you some ideas and hopefully inspire you to, to, to go for your goals. Yeah. Go ahead yeah, and yeah. do the daggone thing. Do the daggone thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so my whole point for doing online witchpreneur started, well, I'll back it up for a second. I already have a course that I did in my old days called online entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I had had a class before that called from bricks to clicks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so witty, so witty, mm -hmm. but I wasn't selling to, um, I wasn't selling to witches. I was selling to bloggers and long story short, nobody bought it because I didn't have the right niche. And first things first, dear listener, make sure that you have the right niche. Make sure you know who your ideal customer is. Before we go into, oh. let's explain niche. Think yes, of niche yes. as a category. Yes, yes. So cat, you know, what category are you looking for? Like think of like, you know, there's music, which is a broad thing, but yes. then there's the rock and roll, R&B, jazz, neo soul. So yes. those little categories, think of those as, as niches. Yes, absolutely. And I used to do dating, dating, um, dating used to be a niche. And to me, I learned so much, like what I'm about to tell you about niche and, and target market, it comes from my experience in the dating field, because that's when it clicked for me. But at that point I realized, oh, I don't want to work with these crazy bitches, but no. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, so for example, if you are selling, so a niche can be, it's so, so as, as Empress Shoshana says, it's a category and that category can be different kinds of things. So if we are talking about like spirituality or witchcraft or magic or anything like that, we, we could say something like um, people that share a common background. So you might be focusing on Wiccans or, you know, people who, who practice hoodoo or people who are in Gardnerian ceremonial magic. Like you can really focus on that, but you can also focus on things like a, a certain level. It could be people that are like, you know, new witches or like some people call themselves baby witches. And then, or you might be more uh, experienced, which is because you might be having more kind of experienced magic. And then you have things like, um, water witches that's like a you know that's another niche you might be focusing on that art witching and um oh, let's see you could be astrology astrology or exactly Frankie or exactly cauldrons and altars and brooms Absolutely. oh my and 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 also these things also can overlap but it's like when you think about who your customer is you're thinking about what is it that they want. So when I was talking, when I was talking about the dating industry or the dating, the online dating world, um, I realized that you can't just say dating because there's so many kinds of people who are dating. So you might have, um, so I'm coming from a woman's point of view, 
let's say a woman who is looking for her soulmate. She's like someone looking to get married. Okay. Then that could be one kind of dating. It could be another person who is dating after divorce, mm -hmm. someone else who is learning how to, to meet people using dating apps. Like mm -hmm. that's a, that's a niche. You have people who are dating. Uh, did I say dating after divorce? I think I said that already. Uh, dating step with step kids or dating with kids or mm -hmm. dating someone with stepkids and blending a family, like all of these are different sections. And when I wrote my book, um, um, The Love, Love Reset, Reset, yes, I go from romantic breakdown to breakthrough. Um, I was focused on women who were in love with men who were emotionally unavailable, meaning mm. they blew hot and cold. There was a whole slew of money being made just in that niche alone. Mm -hmm. And um, so breaking it down by relation categories or kinds of dating, to me, that really clarified what a niche is, because it could be a shared problem. It mm -hmm. could be a shared level of experience. But it's it's basically this category. It's it's a group of people who are who have similar they, they, there's a similar thing that they want, but then there's also things like love spells. There might be like, I remember in my twenties, I was focused on love spells. <laughs> so other people they're focused on uh, how to hex or hex yeah. breaking or protection. So even that can be a niche. So it all depends on how you look at it and what you are offering as a spiritual business person. Does that make sense to Patricia? Anna? It does. Think of it as also a group of people who have a problem that you can solve absolutely yes and you know what that that's a really really good point and <laughs> for shoshana because sometimes we come up with these ideas okay okay let me speak from the eye i <laughs> have come up with some ideas that nobody wanted but i knew that they were a really great idea like oh my god this mm -hmm. is such a great idea people need to know how to do this oh yeah. this is great you know and i spent weeks months hours, days working on this particular uh, product. And then I finally yeah. launched it in the market and nobody crickets. wants it <laughs> because nobody wants it. So as as business people, we have to really pay attention to what people want. What are yeah. the problems? You know, what are you solving for them? Mm -hmm. What do they want? Like this is not it is not your job to to be like, oh, I know what you want. Let me give it for you. It's like, no, I'm listening to you. Mm -hmm. You say you need this. So I look at all of the different problems or the things that people are looking for. And then, or, or you, you listen to all the different things that people are talking about. Mm -hmm. And then you decide which of those problems do you want to solve or which one of those needs do you want to fill? Yeah. And that that's really the, the big difference right there. Like not putting the cart before the horse right it's like you know um was it you can lead a horse to water but you, but can't, you can't make, it, make drink. it drink so if he's not thirsty he's not he's he's not going to do anything about it so make mm -hmm. sure that you have a thirsty crowd yes <sighs> oh my goodness i love talking about business and so just empress shoshana make sure to, to rein me in if i get too excited <laughs> okay. so <laughs> Let's <laughs> right, so go on. You talked to us about niches, and now 
Yeah, so so that was niches, niches, and niches, and niches, niches. Um, you know, another story that I, I like to share is like from my own another sort of example in my life that kind of where things clicked for me. I have I. So I used to have a blog called Internet Famous, and I would teach people about online marketing and I would create and because of my own. OK, I've done music marketing. Mm-hmm. I've done dating, market, mm-hmm. you know, dating books um, and I've taught and, and all of these things required an online marketing skill set. Mm-hmm. So when I finally decided, oh, and I've done so and I've taught about social media, too. Yes. So I was always thinking, OK, I know how to do this. This can be a really great skill set to teach people. So when I when I decided that I would make a business out of it, I realized, okay, you know what, I need to have a blog. So let me let me learn how to really blog and learn about how to make my blog findable online. So I joined a group of bloggers who were very successful as bloggers and but they were affiliate marketers. Are you uh, familiar with affiliate marketing? Yes, that's when you promote something and if someone buys it you get a slice of the pie exactly exactly so at this time um i was in this facebook group of people who were learning and also already doing they were blogging for amazon income so they were doing actually quite magnificently some of Mm -hmm. them and so they would write a blog post so like one woman for example she toys was her uh, that was her niche, toys. Like she had a little boy, she had a few kids, but she had this a little boy that she would buy toys for. for uh-huh. And then she would take pictures of him playing the to- playing with the toy. Uh-huh. She would create a blog post showing how much fun her kid is having. <laughs> and she's using all the perfect uh, keywords. This is search mm-hmm. engine optimization. All of the keywords that someone who would be looking for mm-hmm. would be you know, that is included in her blog. So, you know, it's the tiny tykes, little car, whatever, like that's the official name. So um, she would use that name. She would talk about all the benefits and the features. She'd have pictures of her kid playing. And then she would link to Amazon to that toy Mm -hmm. and people would buy that toy. And the way Amazon worked was not only they would buy that toy, she would get a commission based on that sale. But as what often happens, people buy lots of things when they go to Amazon. So yeah. she would also get a cut on that entire sale. Oh, And yeah, so she was actually, this woman was actually the, uh, what do you call it? The, the breadwinner for her home. Like that's mm-hmm. how good she was. And she made these really great pictures. I'm like, oh my God, I want to learn how to make myself, you know, make my my content search engine optimized, you know, and I was really excited. Yeah. But no one in the group was interested in creating their own product. And that was Mm -hmm. what I wanted. I'm like, hey, y'all, you should, you know, you guys are getting all this traffic and you're you're making all this money from ads. You need to put a product together. And they're Mm -hmm. like, do 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 do. So nobody was hearing me. Nobody cared Mm -hmm. until until this one day. Amazon sent an announcement out saying that they were slashing affiliate income, slashing it. So whereas they used to be able to make, I don't know, 20% on a sale, they were making five. Oh, they were, they lost their minds. They were like, 
oh my God, what will I do? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So the woman who owned the group, she was also a friend of mine. She's just, well, Carla, I think she's working on a, on a course about that. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I went home, I, I had already been working on it, but like I made like a little 30 minute video basically explaining, well, this is what you can do yeah. with, you know, instead of, instead of sending people to Amazon, create yeah. your own product. Like you guys already know how to make products and y'all know how to use Canva and Pinterest and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So now make a product of your own. And I will, I, I, I stayed up to like two o'clock or something that, that night, you know, getting it all ready. And I launched it in the group and I sold gazillions of videos in a 24 hour period. Nice. So that, then they were hungry. So I <laughs> yeah. say all of that to say, yeah, you must give them something that they want up until yeah. what, when Amazon was paying them and paying them a lot of money, mm-hmm. they had no reason. But once Amazon said, Amazon said, you know what? No, I'm good. I don't, mm-hmm. we don't need you. We don't need to pay you anymore. We're Amazon. This is like the beginning of the yeah. ascent for Amazon. <laughs> so like, so people aren't getting as much money as they used to, but that was a really great, that's, that taught me the importance of finding your niche Mm -hmm. Uh, i guess that explained (laughs) the niche thing (laughs) and getting the clients when they're hungry because yes you can come with a brilliant idea but if no one wants it it's true it's true yeah you're if you're not making sales you have an expensive hobby Mm -hmm. and i've had lots of expensive hobbies you and me both (laughs) Like when I was teaching music marketing, I realized that musicians really didn't care. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that they don't care. They just, they didn't really want to spend money on marketing. They would spend money on their gear, yeah, you know, or they would spend their money on, you know, instruments or beer when they went out. But as far as like coming to workshops or buying the books that I had written, yeah. not so much. So, you know, I, I, I made some money, but not not like yeah not some <laughs> i that's when i went to dating and then there's a lot of money in dating but oh my god it's a different is... energy it's just a totally you know i just it was that particular group of women i mean that particular niche they were thirsty they were beyond thirsty they wanted the relationship and they were attracted to men who weren't emotionally available so that means these women were like what can i do what can i do i really want to be with this guy what do i need to know what's the magic trick and you know people would be calling me and like oh can i talk to you can i can i hire you for a coach and i was like this is not the energy i want Mm-mm, not doing it. No. it there's money in it but at what at what expense in every i don't want to say in a lot of niches the love romance is always the best. So you have love songs in, um, uh, in writing and publishing the romance Mm. novels, the, the dirty erotic ones, um, like, um, like there's always in that. And I imagine like if you were like selling love spells, what you would have killed them there. Exactly. And, the whole get your ex back that's a whole see that's an, that's another niche right there you have yeah. women who like want their ex back so like when i'm doing spell consultations for example one of my rules is no hexes and no exes no hexes and exes because that whole energy is so mm-hmm. 
it's unpredictable, but it's so needy and desperate that I really I, I'm not interested. But there are people who make a lot of money doing yeah. get your ex back spells. So, you know, if this is something listener, if you have the stomach for it, you know, you there there is definitely money to be made because like people want love. That's one of the things that people want. Yeah. I mean, the niches are like love, money health and passions so passions you know like witchcraft or spirituality wellness like whatever that interest is for you you find the right audience you can you know you can do well yeah so moving on from niches yes let's drill down a little bit more so i have my niche and now what I, now what do i need to know okay so find like so you know what your niche is but now you got to talk to them you have to do what i call a listening tour you got to find them mm -hmm. and this is also how you find out what they want so what people are always talking about it so it's like when people say oh i don't know what my niche wants that means that tells me that they haven't they don't know where they are and, and that's fine but you just got to go look so for example um People are people and we're always, we're, we're social, we're always talking about things. So if I'm having a problem, like, you know, in my love relationship or with my magical practice, or like, I wanna learn more, I'm talking about it. People are talking about it so much. Mm -hmm. so that means they're talking about it in Facebook groups. They're talking about it in on social media and Instagram. They're talking about it in Amazon reviews. So I would say like, look at all of these different places and first just, pay attention to them. And then if you're on something like Instagram, you can find particular people and look for who's the who is your ideal client person or your your target, someone who is your ideal customer. Um, we were talking about this earlier, Shoshana determining like, what does she look like? What does she you know, what's her favorite shows? What kind of music does she have a pet? You can find this person if you do do a little digging using social media it's a great tool that way i'm not saying you're going to get it overnight but you might but it's like find out where where is your customer hanging out online where is he or she talking about what it is that they want so which with me for example and and the thing is if i'm talking about a, a, a facebook group that does not mean spam the group that mm -hmm. is not because that's a quick way to get yourself kicked out yes but they're great sources of of information so you can go on a facebook group such as which with me and just listen to what people what are people talking about you'll have like oh well, they might someone might be asking or even a red soul flower group although you know don't come and try to you know promo um <laughs> <laughs> but you know people will be saying you know can you help me with this protection spell or what does this candle look like or what is what does this candle burn looks like look like or um I'm trying to, to learn how to do tarot, but I'm not having any luck, um, you know, divination, like what are the things people are talking about? Because people are talking about it all the time, but we don't necessarily think about it, but they're all around us talking all the time. So as I say, I do what I call a listening tour. Like, so the reason I even did online witchpreneur in the first place was around the time of the Leo full moon. And I would say that because it was, it was mad dramatic at that time. Mm. Someone had said, I don't know if it's a rumor or whatever, but they, there was a fear being circulated that Instagram and Facebook were going to be sort of removing or mm. squelching witchcraft from the algorithm. Yeah. So 
witches were upset. They were yeah. like, oh my God, we're going to be banned. Well, oh, shadow banned or. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that idea that you could be, you, you will be posting to the void. And unless someone is already following you, they're mm -hmm. not going to see you. So people were really upset. And my thought about that was whether or not that's true. A, we're magical people, you know, like mm -hmm. we are stronger, more powerful than uh, Instagram and Facebook and like, and, and they're not the only show in town. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the inspiration for, for online entrepreneur was to share what I knew about online marketing and the other ways that people can get their you know, promote themselves, even if it's outside of social media, even if it's outside Instagram. So that's where that kind of came from. Well, no, it's where it came from. So, and also I wanted to know where you're talking about um, following people, mm -hmm. because if you're new and you're like, okay, I have no idea where to go, where to turn. I'm going to guess that, you know, somebody or, or your um, contemporaries, and maybe want to follow them and see if on Instagram, because that's the one that I use, like, mm -hmm. what are they posting? And then look yes. at the comments of the people who are following them. What are they saying? Yes, absolutely. And hashtags, hashtags are still used. So hashtags are another clue into what people are talking about. I like to think of hashtags on Instagram as sort of a portal into a particular group of people. So for example, you have, Mm, let's say you have blitches like black witches, you know, blitches or blitches of Instagram. So if you're following that hashtag, that means that the people who are using that hashtag are probably going to be black witches. So there's also uh, witches society, for example. So that uh, witch aesthetic, witch gang. Um, what are some of my other favorites? There are all of these different witch related hashtags that people use. And if you click onto them, you can look at different posts that people are posting and to see, well, who are these people? What are they talking about? And when you find ones that you like, then you can, you can also decide to follow those those hashtags and then see what people are talking about. So another one, witches of Instagram, witchy life, witch community, mm -hmm. Brujeria, Brown Girls Who Bruja, <laughs> Bruja Life, Witchy AF, Witchy <laughs> Shit, Witchy Vibe, Witchy Stuff, Witches Do It Better. So th th and that's just a bunch. So you could go and check out any of those if you if those if you're on IG, definitely go and check any of those out. So you can just click on those those hashtags and look at who is you who who are using those hashtags, what are they talking about? And start conversations with them. Who are these people? Talk to them mm -hmm. and start a communication. And this isn't just to try to sell your stuff, but to make a connection. You have to make a connection before you even think about promoting yourself. So that's how you can find people. <laughs> All right, so we have our niche, we mm -hmm. have people, we're finding them. And now what do we do? Okay. so. Hopefully you have some kind of product or service available mm -hmm. and you might have both, you know, so make sure you have, you have a product and then you have a way that people can purchase it. Now, a lot of people do things online. They'll say cash app or Venmo or PayPal, and that's all right. But I would highly recommend that you have some kind of website. 
Before we get there. Okay. I wanted to inject that while you have, we're we're going on the assumption, dear listener, that you have a product already. Ah, yes. You have a product or service already. Yes. But I also want you to make sure that you get testimonials. Oh. So have some testimonials that you can put on your website that so so you have some type of social proof for yourself that your stuff works and people love it, but then also to share with other people. So going with that, now Shoshana, you have a really great way of getting those testimonials. So when someone so when someone is saying, but I don't have any business, how am I supposed to get testimonials when I don't have any customers? What would you suggest? Because I've you have a really great way of doing this. I'm like, I do. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Like when what I you have, do? when I but yeah, have when you start is, something new. When I have something new, I always like offer like to five people, and I'm like, um, you know, the first five people, you know, do the service, and the only thing that I need from you is it is feedback and a testimonial, and so I do that to get at least five before I. Um, before I start um, marketing it so that I have social proof. There you go. See, that is perfect. And and also listen to Dear Reader. She said five. She didn't say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just give a whole bunch of free readings out because that's also a quick way to get, you know, to, to burn yourself out and not get what you need and not making any money. So Shoshana will say, <clears throat> I'm doing, I'm offering this service and I'm looking for five people to work with me in exchange for feedback and testimonials. And then when she gets the testimonials, she can also put that on her website. That is brilliant. And you limit it too, because then that keeps you from getting taken advantage of. Because um, someone in the group was saying uh, earlier this week that uh, they were giving free free readings to friends and family. Yeah. And they and now these friends or family were calling her in the middle of the night and then they get and then and when she said you know what the next one you're gonna have to pay for and they got mad because Mm -hmm. they were so used to getting free stuff so you know we could definitely talk about pricing but limit your freebies limit your discounts and that's something else you know um shoshana and i've been talking about know your worth yeah definitely okay so now (laughs) <laughs> what we're talking about after well, so, so you have that you so you you've discovered your niche and then you did yeah. your research and that's you know all that market research to find out what does your ideal customer want now at this point you decide what is your product or service going to be what are you going to offer yeah. and and also that, with mm-hmm. um with with um putting it out there and getting those five people you can see if people actually want what you have yes. you put it out there and no one and you hear crickets be like okay either I'm, my market way i'm talking about my product is wrong mm-hmm. i'm not saying it in the way that my client understands that the customer potential um customer knows that i can solve their problem or people don't want this that is a very good point because if you're offering something for free and no one's even signing up for it that's that's your answer that's that's listening to the market so yeah, that's a very good point. But it Shana. doesn't necessarily mean that no one wants what you have. It could be the way you're messaging, the way you're talking about it right, as well. Right. I don't want people to put things, because guarantee right. when you put something out there, a lot of times you will hear crickets for a long time. Yes, absolutely. And you know what that is? So the whole conversion rate, when you have an offer, not everybody, like when you are still starting out yeah. and you're new, 
it's really, you have to remember that this is also a numbers game. Make sure mm -hmm. that when you put things out, when you start to promote yourself, make sure that people are actually seeing it because sometimes people just don't see it. They yeah. don't see it because you might not be telling people about it. You think yeah. you are, but you're really not. You're like, oh, I'm not making any sales. And then I might, you know, talk to that person and say, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, okay, so how are you promoting? Like, oh, well, you know, I, I told a couple of people and all right, well, what else? And, and it's like, mm -hmm. you really have to get comfortable yeah. putting yourself out there and promoting what you do. And actually I've heard this saying from several different people that, and one of my mentors for sure, that starting a business, owning a business is the best self-development program in the world. And it's true <laughs> because you really have to develop your, like you're working on your self-worth, you're working on yeah. your skills and it, it creates this, you, you have to grow, you have yeah. to do all these things that you didn't necessarily know. And when you have a business, you have to get out of your comfort zone and you can't just say, oh, I'm an introvert. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Do you want to get your bills paid or not? You right, know, so right. like you have to let people know that you have a product and you can't just tell them once. You must tell them over and over and over again, because not everybody is going to hear your message or see it. So you have to get comfortable with promoting it more than once. Absolutely. Because I mean, Think of like McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. They didn't put like one little ad yes. in the newspaper and call it a day. The, yes. Well, Starbucks, they don't advertise on TV. They market a different way. But McDonald's, they don't just, I mean, for those who grew up, know about Calvin. Um, you remember the commercial with Calvin? It's like, oh, Calvin's got, you don't know. Calvin from McDonald's? Yeah. No. No, okay, but I've seen lots there. of, but I've seen... Dear listener, when you listen to this, I want you to come into the Facebook group and tell me that you know about Calvin. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. So, or Wendy's or Dunkin' Donuts. They like don't just put one ad, you know, on TV and that's it. It's like continually over and over and over until it drills into your head. So that's what we have to do as, as business people. We can't just sit and light our candles and pray to deities mm -hmm. and hope that's all that we have to do. You have to do the mundane along with the magical. Yes. And it is uncomfortable to keep promoting over and over, but you have to do it because think of like the, any, we go in a supermarket, lines of different sodas, lines yes. of bread, lines of chicken and cake mm -hmm. and everything, but everybody's got to like, I have a diff I have a type of brand of bread that I like that I'm only going to go to. I'm not going to go anybody else or chicken. Mm -hmm. So every so even though you think like oh, but everybody else is doing it, no one is doing it the way that you do it. They don't have your energy. They don't have your style. And the people who resonate with you are going to choose you and want to work with you. Because like for me, when I do my Reiki services, if you come work with me, you ain't going to hear those flutes and water lapping over. I do not like that. You will, you're <laughs> going to hear some jazz, some neo yes. soul. That's the type of music that I meditate to. And people who resonate with me, they're majority of the time they like that music when they're coming. But other people, they're like, no, where are my flutes? Where's my running water? Somewhere else, not here. Yeah. See? So it's, so it's really about you being comfortable with the way that you present your product or service and just promoting that. Yes. So you, that is how one of the ways that you are differentiate, differentiating yourself. So there, there's like, you know, in, in business talk, they have this U S 
P, meaning mm. your unique selling proposition. Proposition. There you go. Um, it, like, what is your differential advantage? Like, what makes you different? So, like, you just totally nailed it, Shoshana, because you're like, if you want to work with you, and when you, the music comes on, it's not going to be the flutes and. Ooh, yeah, we're going to be hearing some neo soul and jazz, <laughs> smooth jazz and, and like, yeah, and you're right. Not everybody's going to be into that, but the people who do, they're going to be the ones that resonate. You do not feel like you have to be, you know, that you have to do everything that everyone else is doing. Like what feels good to you? What do you want to offer? As I was saying, when you were looking at the market, when you were looking at, okay, other people, people are looking for meditation. They're looking for mm -hmm. Reiki healing. Okay, so what, how do you differentiate yourself, dear listener, when you are making those choices and own that? Yeah, so I think in a, a lot of people will say tarot. So mm -hmm. lots of tarot readers. Yes. Do you, what is, what is a population that you can say? I know tarot reading, any, you can do tarot readings for anybody. I mean, we all can, but you can't market to everybody. Do you want to only do tarot readings to help people find love, find it for people who can um, build their careers, uh, make money or health or um, work through their anxiety? Like what is a special sector group niche that you mm -hmm. can work with that you want to work with, that you'd be excited yes. to work with, but, you know, using your slant. So when you see towers, sometimes people are, people are, are price shopping and they're like, I just yes. start reading from somebody and they're like, okay, this person charges this much for this time. This person charges this much for this time. Like, mm, what can I afford? What do I want? Mm. But if you have on your, your website that you have a story of you know, work with me. Um, I know how I work with clients to help them uh, create a better uh, spiritual connection with themselves and you mm -hmm. know, using the cards. And if someone is like, oh, I really want to connect to my guys. I don't know how, but this person knows how to do it. Rather, this person who's just general, who can do a reading about anything, right. you're going to go right. towards this. They're going to go towards a specialized person if you're speaking to them. Yes, absolutely. So gosh, that's a that's a really great point. So I mean, just like doctors, doctors specialize and so do tarot readers. So, you know, when I was trying to think about, okay, what do I want to specialize in? For me, it's about manifesting, but the person that wants the people that want to work with me are the people that want to manifest their best life. Like they want, they're really into the transformation. They believe in doing the shadow work. They, you know, like they're not afraid of it and they want to create big change in their life. They're not, this isn't just someone who's like, oh, I want to get my boyfriend back. Or mm. you know, this is someone like, I someone I want to go back to school. I want to change my life. And I want to add spirituality to the mix. Like I want to, like, what are the spells that I need to do to help me to, you know, to, so I can stop spending so I can get my credit right. You know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, or what can I do to be able to get a house without having to do all the other stuff? So everyone has their own their own approach to how they want to use magic to change their life. So I felt like for me, it's about like manifesting and also about um, many of my 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 people are are spiritual business owners, which I also realized, you know, that's not a lot of people are doing that either. So you know, you get in where you can fit in. <laughs> exactly. And so I know we have someone in our, in our, in our group, on our community who does jewelry. So mm -hmm. if you do jewelry, think about, okay, yes, anybody can wear jewelry, but yes. what if 
you were to think about people who wear jewelry to certain maybe a schnazzy event and they want it's uh what do they call it uh something pieces there's a phrase, I can't think of what it is. Um, we'll say classic pieces or, or like pieces mm -hmm. that you wear out to go somewhere special. There are people who maybe they like to have casual, if they're mm -hmm. like crystal jewelry, casual crystal jewelry that they like to wear all the time. Maybe they mm -hmm. are people who like to put intentions into their jewelry yes. and, you, and you do it that way. There's like many different niches you can have in that. We have someone who does, I think they do journals or, or that such. Mm -hmm. So is it for people who are journaling about maybe uh, creating their own little grimoires or book a spell but yes, the shadows yes. is mm -hmm. for people who like to set intentions um in the morning and they like to write that down or for people who do maybe they pull tarot cards in the morning and they want some a journal specifically to carry those um every day is there's so many different options and different ways of of niching and of marketing just to a specific group and yes it will eliminate some people but the right people when you talk yes. to more people and you find them and you say the messaging just for them, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna buy. Yeah, yeah. You made me think of like waste beads. Are you familiar with waste beads? I've heard of waste beads, yes. Yeah. So so I was reading today. So like waste beads in general, I guess it's sort of like um those people from I guess the African diaspora, they'd wear these beautiful beads and they're they're for sensuality sensuality sens sens sensuality yeah sensuality femininity and sometimes girls would be given them when they are when they become of age mm -hmm. and uh they in some cultures would use them back in the day for uh keeping like the menstrual pad but i'm also reading about how people are also using them as they're using like crystals and they're and they're uh blessing them and putting oils on them mm -hmm. and there it's another kind of way of of expressing their magic by by enchanting these waste beads so the thing is you keep them on all the time oh and they're also good for for weight control because mm -hmm. you know if you have all of these waste beads and they're on you all the time because you as i said you cannot take them off um when you start to get feel a little tight then you're not oh it's time to pull back on those cupcakes you know <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's all of these different and it's 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 jewelry yeah absolutely so so those are ideas of how you can um take a niche and specialize in different ways so i just want to make sure we gave examples of how to do that oh absolutely absolutely and so and i'm saying it was a numbers game so the other reason why and, and also there's just there's so much competition for people's attention and i'm not even talking about like competitors but just you know people have so much going on if they're on social media they have life they have work they have all these things going on so we you have to remind people that you're there and don't take it personally you know you just kind of put your stuff out there and just remember that it's a numbers game the more people that see you more than once the mm -hmm. better the opportunity for you to sell so the last, there's one, so we're, we're running out of time. Okay, okay. Um, so, but the last thing I think we can do to talk about this um, is pricing. Pricing. Oh, oh, wait, one more little thing. I'm oh, yes. like, I, like a time, before we get, we definitely do pricing. Yes. Email list, email list, email okay. list. Like, like if you get nothing else out of today's, uh, <laughs> today's podcast, make sure that you have some kind of email list because the other, we're, you know, we're saying how people worried about, oh, I don't have social media. Yes. What if social media, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you have a way to 
get people's emails because then you can contact them at, you know, when you like, and you are, and, and the thing about email list is you own it. No one can take it from you. And if people unsubscribe, they're not your people, let it go. But the main thing is when you use email, you are not at the mercy of an algorithm. Okay, there we go. Now let's talk about pricing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to keep them on the list so that you can do it. So um, I'm, you were talking about, you were mentioning about pricing. So I'm gonna leave that to you ideas on how to do pricing because, all right, look, just because you have these spiritual gifts, you can do tarot, you can do psychic readings, you can do all like those type of, those type of services. I feel people really feel like, oh, you shouldn't charge. Or I've heard other people say like, oh no, I know how to do this. So I'm not going to charge. I'm like, look, I don't know about y'all, but I got bills to pay. Yes. Yes. And I think of it this way. If you did not charge for your services, you would be working another full-time job. Mm-hmm. That, that would drain your energy to do the thing that you love. Right. You don't have, there's only so many hours in the day, only so much that you have. So if you are going to work to do this thing that you love, you might as well make some money doing it. There you go. There you go. And I know, but also it's worthy. It has value. I mean, there are people coming to you because they want your advice. They want mm-hmm. your guidance. And, you know, it took you a while to get to that point, your study, your life experience, mm-hmm. and you're giving someone your energy like the, this, you know, tarot readings or, or any kind of advising kind of thing requires your energy, your very essence. Yeah. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with having an energy energy exchange, preferably a cash energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And when you continue to give your services away, you're also devaluing them. And also like if you're constantly discounting, you know, like it's, you're giving your value away and you have to remember that whatever it costs, like whatever your price is, like, for example, someone asked me last week, because last week, you know, was Witchpreneur Week in Red Soul Flower Family. That's what I called it. I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't official, but it was official in my mind. Okay. And I was asking people questions about what do they want to know. And some woman said, uh, she can't, she sent me a DM and she said, I'm barely making expenses. I'm, I'm barely, you know, breaking even. Um, you know, what do I do? And I didn't respond to her right away, but basically, raise your prices. That's, that's the first thing. And people feel uncomfortable when it comes to raising prices, but, but it's like, you're not running a charity. It costs you money for your materials. It costs you money to ship. It costs you money, you know, to have an Etsy channel or whatever all that stuff is. It's important that you, that you cover your expenses, but not just cover it, but also create a profit. Otherwise, you're going to have this resentment that is going to seep into your products. It's going to seep into your your offerings. So give yourself a break from that kind of resentment struggle mode. Do yourself a favor, raise your prices and own your worth. Absolutely. And also don't buy things for the business that you don't need right now. Oh, 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 she's preaching today. Yes. Yes. Shoshana. I have made that mistake. Mm. I hired, <laughs> I'm laughing now. I hired a, um, a virtual assistant 
Mm. I wasn't making any money. Mm. I mean, it was great to have her do those stuff, but like I wasn't making any money (laughs) to cover her. So she had to go. And I think I made that. I did that twice because I didn't learn the first time. Well, how how many hours did, did you have them working? It was only like maybe five, maybe five to 10 hours a month. Okay. So I remember, I think so. I don't really remember. I know it was passing me 250 a month. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. This was, this was in a previous business that, I, that I've had many businesses. This is a previous business, but sure. think of like all the things, it, the things that when you grow, yes, definitely yes. you want to outsize because I always hear like Frank Sinatra didn't move his own pianos when you're building business. Right. That's how you are. But when you're starting out, don't buy things that you don't actually yes. need. Absolutely. Like start where you are mm-hmm. and upgrade as you grow, upgrade yeah. as you need. And, and then the, and then the, the other side of that is so, so yes, let, let me just, just double click, as they say, double click on that point. Mm-hmm. When, if you're not making that money, if you don't need that, then definitely don't get it. You know, sometimes people will get excited about something. They see stuff online like, yep. oh, I want to use Sam cart and blah, 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 blah. It took me years to get to Sam cart as a shopping cart because I had to learn how to use like the free level of teachable first. Or when people say, oh, I want to get this expensive version of this. It's, it's like um, like my husband, Jim, he's a guitar player and He's, he talks all the time. He tells me all the time about someone will buy this really fancy, expensive guitar, hoping that it's going to make them sound better. But if you're not practicing, it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. And your your tone is in your hands. So similarly, when you are when you are just starting your business, get the least expensive thing because you can always upgrade as you get, as you start to actually make money, then you can reinvest, but you don't need all this firepower just because you see like the big names use it and you think, Ooh, ooh, I want to do that. You won't break even. You want to have, you want to enjoy the moments when you are making money. Not that you're like tied to all of these high price things that you're not even using. And then the back part of that is, but when it's time, you do want to get help. Like I'm at the place where it's time for me to consider replacing myself in some of these things because I'm spending all my time doing, I'm doing the admin, I'm doing mm-hmm. the other, blah, 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 you know, so yeah. I'm working towards the moment when I can replace myself. So I'm free to do those bigger things, yeah. but you know, it all depends on, you know, dear listener, depending on where you are in your business, yeah. at some point you have to delegate in order to grow as well. So right. if, if you are doing everything yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to get stuck. But if you're still at the very beginning, do everything that you can and upgrade later. Yeah, the free version of Canva works just fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> and um, and then yes, but then for you for the witchpreneurs who are like doing big things, and there comes a point where the admin stuff it, it's beneath you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and leave that to somebody else where you focus on. Because I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna say for me, when I do my business full time, I'm not doing it so that I can be working. Hello. The whole time. Hello. That is not my plan. I yeah. want somebody else to be setting up the setting up the pop, editing the podcast, editing the yes. YouTube, editing um the newsletter, scheduling that stuff. And me, I just sit there and I do all the 
the stuff that only I can do. Yes, exactly. That is your zone of genius. Like right. there's, there's this book, uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And they talk about focusing on your zone of genius. Cause like, there's a things there's like your zone of incompetence, things that you don't do well. There's your zone of competence. Like, yeah, you kind of do it well, but then there's a zone of excellence. And this is a problem part because a lot of us have, there are things that we can do really well, uh-huh. but, and, and we can make money from them, but we don't necessarily need to be doing it. We want to do as much as we can to work to be able to focus on our zone of genius. So when you are being able to focus on creating your products or serving your clientele, that is your zone of genius. But if you're spending all your time in your zone of excellence, like, okay, well, I can, I can create these landing pages. I'm talking to me here. Um, Oh, I can create these landing pages. I can set up this email stuff. I can do all this other stuff that's taking up so much time from other stuff that I can be doing. So like I recently moved my classes from teachable to, um, Sam cart, but I did not do them myself. I hired a VA team. Thank goodness. Because I'm like, I just know that, it just would have been way too much. So that's the other thing too, dear listeners. Um, if you you can do them for, you can hire uh, virtual assistants for spot things, you know, yeah. but you definitely want to think about replacing yourself when the time is right. But if it's something that is just kind of like, oh my God, I'm just going to rip out my hair if I do this all myself, and that was my case, then there are times when a virtual assistant can be helpful. Yes. And in order to get that virtual assistant and that, and uh, to get that help, you gotta be pricing yourself right. There we go. And it comes full circle. Exactly. Exactly. Price correctly and then hire help to replace you. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So when it comes to pricing, there's a lot of different methods for it. But mm. I would say, Start out there and put out a price because mm-hmm. for a lot of times when you start off business, you, you're afraid that no one's going to pay for anything. Yes, I can relate. So I would <laughs> say just put a price out there and just put it out there and start marketing it. And then once you see that people are buying it, mm-hmm. then consider raising it. Because as you had said earlier, like you have been studying this this craft, this service, this thing. You're not like a newbie coming out like fresh out the womb, right? Trying to sell. You have experience and you want to be knowledgeable of that. So the person's not just paying for that product or the right. amount of time. They're they're paying for all the experience, all the the knowledge and everything that you have gained over all your years to bring this this solution to them that they were not able to figure out on their own or that they exactly. don't want to do on their own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and there's something you had also said one more <laughs> to the pricing that that it's such a big, big topic is also when you are choosing that price, make sure that you tap into yourself for the resentment factor. So yeah. that part, that's yes. from my friend, Coach Jenny. She uh, always says um, that, you know, the, the bar resentment. So you have a price and you don't make it so much of a stress that you're not going to believe it, mm-hmm. but you don't make it so low that you're going to be like really annoyed when people actually pay that price. Yes, yes, yes. Because there is nothing worse than charging someone for something and you thinking like, oh, well, you know, it's 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 an okay. like maybe no one's going to buy it, but they do. And then 
by the time you're done with this job, you know, whatever this thing, you are tired and annoyed and you're like, oh my God, this was worth so much more. Mm-hmm. And those, those are the moments when you realize that you underpriced yourself. And the same thing like favors, like there's too, too many times in my life, you do a favor and it feels like it costs me more. Mm-hmm. So you know, those, when people ask for freebies, they always take longer than they're mm-hmm. supposed to. And they mm-hmm. want all kinds of corrections and mm-hmm. all these other things. So, you know, again, it comes back to honoring your worth and pricing, but I really love what, cause the, the thing about the bar of resentment, I got that from you and you got that from your coach. And, but it's that idea of like, tap into yourself. Do you feel like this is a really, if this is the best price for you, if you know that you're going to be struggling and you, it won't pay your bills, you, you won't break even, raise the price, raise the price. Cause again, as I said, that, that resentment, it gets into your, people will feel it when you market, they'll feel it when you offer, when you're giving your, your coaching thing, they'll feel it when they get that product from you. Like, you know, we are spiritual business. Like we are an energetic business. It's all about energy. Mm -hmm. So that resentment will seep through. So charge what you're worth. Exactly. All right. And I think that is what we're going to, that, that wraps up yes. this segment. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I feel, I feel like this is, this was a really good, a really good session today. And Prashashana that, yeah, Woo! that was good. Thank you. Thank you for suggesting it. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, I do have my online witchpreneur course, if anyone is interested in it. So, um, what is I, I, you know, I really, I really not remember what I, but anyway, come to, come to uh, Instagram and you'll find it, but it, it's uh, the online witchpreneur course that I just, uh, that I just launched. And if you are a spiritual business, you can learn about all these different things that we talked about and more. Yep. A little more in depth. Is there a workbook that comes with that too? Yes, actually. I just posted it today because I originally did not have one. And then I thought, you know what? There's so much juicy information that it needs a workbook. So I just uploaded that as well. So you, you get, uh, the, it's like two and a half hour masterclass. It's a workbook, 27 page workbook. And the bonus is the witchpreneur's guide to, uh, Instagram. Awesome. So yeah. And is there a way to work with you and that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So if you, so I also have, uh, I have a couple of different things. I have a, I have a, a regular consultation for an hour and that's when I, i'll do like an audit of your of your sites and help you develop um like a mini marketing plan that you can implement and that's just you know that's an hour and then i also have started opening up my calendar for vip days and that's like a six hour day with a with a one hour break so it's really five hours plus one hour for uh lunch or implementation and that's when i go deep into your business cut so what I would like you to say is just a, it's a retreat. It's just oh. a day. We don't need the hours. We don't need all that. Oh, 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 okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. That's so Jim will get it. Okay. So what you do? One, two, three. Um, wait, also, let me, let me see what my freaking price. I, I don't even remember like what the name of my thing was. Like, I, I just like, it's which print. Wow. Boss. Oh, what? No, no, no. I had like a link for it. I'm like, what the oh, you're the link? <laughs> you're like, I'm like, I can't even remember what the link is. Wait, give me a, give, give me a second. Let me pause this real quick. Like, okay. 
so I'm excited about my online entrepreneur class. Mm -hmm. So I'm in. So I'm interested. Fudge. I'm excited to share. Okay, 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 I got it. So I'm really excited to share about my online witchpreneur course that I just released. It's very exciting. You get a two and a half hour video. There's a 27 page workbook and there's the bonus of the witchpreneur guide to Instagram. And I'm mm -hmm. also announcing, yes, Patricia, I'm excited to announce that I'm also letting people know about my spiritual business consultation, which is an okay. audit. It's an, like a one hour audit and mm -hmm. I audit your social media and give you um, an, an action plan that you can put together. Okay. And then now I also oh have, yes, yes, yes. I am now offering a VIP day. Mm. So that's a whole day. Oh yes. It's a whole day uh -huh. when uh, we work on your business from like your expenses, or it might be like checking out your niche, seeing what you need. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you will have a step-by-step -step action plan on what you need to do to grow your business. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm very excited. Okay. So then, so it sounds like to me, then we'll be able to take everything from the online, which the course, it sounds like the warm-up for this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about our niche. We talk about the messaging. We talk about the social media, how to get people the pricing. And yes. so then it's like really taking that and that one day, that uh, spiritual VIP day, you, you're going to work with us one-on-one yes. on one yes, to one get on all one. that together. So mm -hmm. there's an option. If you're just a person who likes to do things on your own, you just get the course. If yes. you, you get the course, or you can just get the social media audit. Yes. And, or if you want to work one-on-one, -on -one, which I highly would suggest that you do work with on Carla one-on-one, -on -one. I've done it too. And it's Thank you. really good. And <laughs> if you're the person who likes to be done with you, you will work with us for a full day to, yes. I mean, I mean, how many times do you have, I have questions about like, well, what should I do? How does this work? How's this all together? And to have you for a full day, because everybody mm -hmm. knows you on Carla, and to have you and your, <laughs> your genius for a full day to work step by step on what the next plan is. And then when I'm done, I'm like, okay, it's just almost like a plug and play. Like, okay, yes, this, I do this, I do this, I do this. That's awesome. Guys, what is the website for that? Oh, it is redsoulflower.com slash web moolah <laughs> web moolah love yeah, that w-e-b as in boy m-o-o-l-a web moolah and we'll definitely put that in the uh in the show notes so you guys can yes. pick up on that so yeah and there's and that's only i believe we talked about this earlier you only have a certain amount of spaces available because there's only so much time yes exactly exactly so yeah so maybe maybe about 10 people we'll see we'll say for now but we'll see how it goes absolutely so um guys i would rush over and get that because you know what carla knows she's talking about so thank you're you hired. Yeah, i'm really excited <laughs> about that Shana, you're hired <laughs> so awesome so with that guys we are going to sign off if you want us to talk more a little bit about spiritual business um from time to time please let us know because we apparently we both have opinions on it 
Oh, yes, we do. to share on that. And we want to help, <laughs> want to help the spiritual communities, you know, just continue to grow because we, it started in 2020 and I see no reason for us not to continue on with it because everyone has a special slant to it that can reach different people who are awakening in different points. And I just, I'm just really excited about this. So dear listener, I'm going to stop talking and encourage <laughs> you to go out there and make something magical happen. Thanks for listening to us. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love this episode, and we know you did, please share and tell all your spiritual friends. If you have a question or comment, or just want to tell us how fantabulous we are, please send all praise to witchyandwoo at gmail. That's W-I-T-C-H-Y-A-N-D-W-O-O at gmail.com. You can also join the Red Soul Flower Magic Family Facebook group to continue the conversation. Until next time, may your manifestations come to fruition.